Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. For this week and the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about folk music and play some folk tunes that have been adapted into jazz. A folk song is traditionally defined as a song where the authorship is unknown, and it's gone through an oral tradition. That means it's evolved from people hearing others playing or singing it, then they adapt it into their own culture or subculture. Now, the term contemporary folk is used today to describe, actually, I don't know what it describes. Of course, some people say the same thing about jazz, as it certainly isn't what people called jazz 75 years ago. I'm not going to focus on contemporary folk music, but more on traditional melodies that jazz artists have jazzified. Jazz musicians have been using traditional tunes for a long time. Here's an early example. Louis Armstrong with St. James Infirmary, recorded in 1928. The tune was an adaptation of an 18th century British song called The Unfortunate Rake, or A Cowboy Cut Down in Its Prime, about a cowboy who spends time with prostitutes and contracts a venereal disease. Streets of Laredo was an American variant of that song. How it became St. James Infirmary, we don't know. But Irving Mills ended up copywriting it, and it was a hit for Louis Armstrong. Here it is. St. James Infirmary Saw my baby there Stretched out on the long white table So sweet, so cold, so fair Let her go, let her go, God bless her Wherever she may be She can look this wide world over She'll never find a sweet man like me When I die, I want you to dress me Straight leg shoes Box back coat and a studs and hat Put a $20 gold piece on my watch chain So the boys will know that I died standing pat
Louis Armstrong on trumpet and vocal. That piano player is Earl Hines from 1929. Now let's move ahead a few years, 94 to be exact, and play a 2023 version of a traditional folk song, the Red River Valley. Its origins are controversial. The first recording of it was by Texas cowboy singer Carl T. Sprague, and it was called Cowboy Love Song. And there the Red River was a river that separates Texas from Oklahoma. And the earliest written version was found in Iowa, bearing the notation 1879. But folk music collector Edith Folk, spelled F-O-W-K-E, claims that the song was sung in at least five Canadian provinces that as early as 1870, and she tracked its origin to the Red River of the North in Manitoba, the time of the Wolseley expedition where Louis Riel was confronted. Folk claimed that the song was about a Métis girl lamenting the departure of her Anglo lover, a soldier who came west to suppress the Red River Rebellion and is now preparing to return to the east, unquote. And while the version I'm going to play from a 2023 release by the Daniel Herzog Jazz Orchestra does refer to the song as a Canadian folk song, when the ensemble sings it, they use the cowboy lyrics that are more southern U.S. based. Featuring Kurt Rosenwinkel on guitar, here's Vancouver's Daniel Herzog and his jazz orchestra, Red River Valley, from his Folk Songs Reimagined album.
the Daniel Herzog Jazz Orchestra. Now for something a little different. Whoa, what am I doing here? This is a jazz show. Well, how about this then? Banjoist Tony Trishka from 1975, a man who combined bluegrass and jazz in a most creative way. I became a fan in my 20s and bought all his albums. A rather different take on the traditional bluegrass tune, Roll in My Sweet Baby's Arms, with Kenny Kosek on fiddle, Russ Berenberg guitar, Andy Statman playing mandolin and that wild sax, Roger Mason on bass, and Richard Crooks drums, none of them names known in the jazz genre, at least as far as I know. Yet, the use of chromaticism and dissonant harmonies is very much a jazz thing. Trishka paved the way for a phenomenon that became known as dog music, D-A-W-G, with mandolinist David Grisman at the forefront. 
Grisman used bluegrass instruments and adapted it to the Django Reinhardt style of gypsy jazz and still maintained mostly bluegrass rhythms, although sometimes combined it with rock or swing. The albums contained mostly original compositions with the occasional jazz standard or Django Reinhardt tune. Here's something from his second dog album from 1979 called Hot Dog, a tune called Dog's Bull, the David Grisman Quintet. Thank you. 
David Grisman Quintet, Dog's Bull. Although most jazz people refuse to call this jazz, I think it's a lot closer than a lot of modern recordings that have been placed in the jazz category. But record stores file it under bluegrass. How does it fit into this week's folk music and jazz theme? I think the fact that he uses traditional folk instruments of fiddle, mandolin, and acoustic flat-picking style guitar probably justifies my using it for this episode. Do you agree? Let's move on to something that I think everybody will agree is jazz, even though it's derived from a traditional Swedish folk song. It's often considered to be a Miles Davis piece, but it isn't really. It's a traditional Swedish folk song that was the regional anthem of the Varmland region, and it's often called Varmlandsvisan, or the real book calls it Varmaland. The melody was an inspiration for Smetana's famous symphonic poem, Moldau. The first jazz recording was by Stan Getz, who discovered this tune when he stayed in Sweden in 1951, and he renamed it Dear Old Stockholm, and it's his rearrangement that Miles Davis adapted a year later. Let's play that famous Miles Davis version. It's from a 1952 Blue Note album with J.J. Johnson on trombone, Jackie McLean on alto sax, Jill Coggins piano, Oscar Pettiford bass, and Kenny Clark drums. Dear old Stockholm.
Old Stockholm, Miles Davis from 1952. One traditional tune that has experienced a huge revival in folk and jazz circles is Wayfaring Stranger. The song has been traced back to the 1700s in the Appalachian Mountains. All sorts of folk, pop, and country singers have done it, ranging from Dwayne Eddy to Tim Buckley to Andy Griffith. The first jazz version I could find was by bassist Charlie Hayden in 1999. Charles Lloyd put an eight-and-a-half-minute version on his Lift Every Voice double CD from 2002. I'm playing right now a recording by guitarist John Schofield from 2016 with Larry Goldings on piano, Steve Swallow bass, and Bill Stewart drums. Wayfaring Stranger.
Doesn't that guitar sound like a human voice? John Schofield, a jazz version of a folk song, Wayfaring Stranger. Here's an interesting quote. Jazz is kind of a folk music in itself. It has a lot of the characteristics, and it's grown up in a lot of the same ways. Unquote. That comes from Scottish pianist Fergus MacReady. And as for the whole category of folk, This next song isn't a folk song at all, but it probably sounds like as much of a folk song as anything I've played so far. It's Fergus MacReady and his trio with bassist David Bowden and drummer Stephen Henderson. MacReady's music is very much influenced by the Scottish countryside and folk ballads of the British Isles. This tune is a great great example. It sounds very familiar, a melody of a traditional ballad. But it's not. I can't find any specific ballad from which it is derived. It is Fergus MacReady's own creation. It's from his third album, one of my favorite albums of 2022. It's called Forest Floor, and it won the Scottish Album of the Year Award. This particular tune is The Unfurrowed Field. Fergus MacReady. Thank you. 
Isn't that lovely? Scotland's Fergus McCready. I've listened to the whole album, Forest Floor, and every track's a winner. I'm hoping to play another track later in this series on folk music and jazz. Staying with music that may or may not be folk, beginning in the late 1950s, folk music became more or less defined as being a guy or gal with a guitar. And a lot of the songs had social relevance, so Bob Dylan was considered in those days to be a folk singer. So even though this next song isn't traditional, but rather is an early Bob Dylan composition, I think it can fit well within today's topic. And the arrangement here by Victoria trumpet player Patrick Boyle is definitely jazz. The times they are a-changin', and are they ever. Thank you. 
Vancouver's Patrick Boyle. The times they are a-changin'. That song became sort of an anthem for youth in the 1960s, and it's still being played and sung today. No question at all about the folk or the jazz credentials of this next one. Jazz singer Cecile McLaurin-Salvant with pianist Aaron Deal and Paul Sickaby drums and Lawrence Leathers bass. The often sung ballad John Henry from 2013. Because he laid down his hammer and he died. 
Florence Elvant with Aaron Deal, D-I-E-H-L. I so much enjoyed Aaron Deal's piano work on that, that right after I first heard that tune, I immediately went and ordered a CD by Aaron Deal, and I've never regretted it. Time for one more short one. What could be more traditional than Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Can it be made into jazz? Well, just ask Toronto's Carol Wellsman. Tune in next week for part two of Folk Music and Jazz. This is Larry Sadman saying bye for now. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so Like a diamond in the sky Twinkle, twinkle, little star How I wonder what you are How I wonder what you Like
what you are.